biomechanical engineer. Did I say it right? Yeah, well, it's two, it's two different degrees. How do you say it? Well, it's like mechanical and then there's biomedical. So I did both. Sheesh. What is this? What are we talking about? Like when I say I make beats, I say I can lay down a track and you're going to hear a sound pattern that's going to sound like music. What is this that we're talking about? So you're working on planes, you're presenting projects. Um, you as a female, or as just a young black kid, like just I know how it is as a young black kid growing up. Like what does like does this blow your mind every day to be involved in this field? It does. Now you gave me your educated opinion on why um, people seek attention, but I want to know your gut feeling on why people seek attention. You think? This came as like we've been conditioned to this point, or this was a natural progression. So I feel like as an engineer, you should have these answers. <laughs> you got a lot of faith in me. Like y'all calculate how that um, motherfucking pillow. You cal y'all calculate how that pillow sitting on that bed <laughs> right now with gravity, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Give me your whitest song you've ever liked. <laughs> whitest song. Yeah, you look like you like some old Blink 182 Green Day shit. I really don't. It's like I I'll listen to certain music, but I'm really not like it's crazy. Growing up, if what I, was your biggest one? Britney Spears. I, no, Christina? I didn't listen to that. Like I really listened to like like Boosie. Like I had like Boosie <laughs> badass. Like I listened to that. It's funny. Like my best friend, we literally like if you see us, you would never think we would listen to what we listen to. Like. Whenever we first got our cars, like in high school, we had the, you know, CDs at that point. You know, you had them in the car. Like, we literally had all the features, um, the Gucci, uh, like the trap houses, all of the, like, those, like, when I hear those songs now, it's just like, it takes me back. Being that you were an advanced kid, I always admired y'all growing up. Because I was never that. <laughs> My cumulative was a 1 6. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, right? Yeah. Um, what was life like for you? What school did you go to being that advanced? So, I went to Hardin. Uh, the hood. Yeah, okay, <laughs> shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, came out 11. I was in the IB program. Um, that was like the main reason for going. Because uh, initially I wanted to go to uh, Charlotte Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a friend of my godmother was basically going to sponsor me to go. But then my mom wanted me to go to Hardin because that's like a tradition. Like all, everybody went there in the family. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like I was forced to go. You know, they want to. But at that point, Hardin was IB school. So it was kind of like a thing of it just wasn't, it wasn't as bad. You know, it was or... It was a little bit more advanced in academics than you know some other, like my home school. I don't know, I, I don't remember what my home school was, but it was more advanced than what my home school would have been. Mm. What was your home school? I don't. I think maybe it'd be like West Map or something. <laughs> Somewhere over there. God bless you. <laughs> I specifically worked with V twenty two, and I've worked on the VH ninety two, which is the presidential helicopter, which will be coming out soon. Presidential. Um, yeah. 
what what uh what is the uh detail mm-hmm. specs on it? There we go. So we can't talk about specs, but oh, it's the it's such a <laughs> boundaries. It's uh I mean it's just a helicopter that they're the newer one that will be um used by the president. I just wanna jump straight into it. You have a degree in mechanical and biomedical. What did you have to go through to receive a degree like that? Seven years and a lot of loans. Now, you work for the CIA. I do not. Or the FBI. One of the two. I don't. Um, Can can you speak on um, a little bit about one of this job? Yeah, so. Without getting assassinated? Yeah. I just want to jump straight into it. You have a degree in? Mechanical and biomedical. What did you have to go through to receive a degree like that? Seven years and a lot of loans. Uh, being on the base as an FBI agent. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not throwing that. that shit on you. Cause I know you are. I'm not. Um. I was on there today with you, and it was just a crazy experience. Cause I'd never been on a base in my life. That shit is a fucking city world of its own. For sure. Just the learning curve coming from public education. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my first my freshman year, first semester was it was rough. <laughs> like it was kind of a slap in the face because I thought I was so smart. So I got in class with you know other kids that were, you know, private schools and super smart in a sense. Yeah. And then for me, it was a challenge. Like I had to really put in that extra effort and like people kept, I mean, you know, counselors and the mentors would say, oh, you want to change majors or, you know, you want to do just math or, you know, there's a lot of like doubt with the process. When you do engineering, it's a whole nother world. Like people don't understand that. Mm. Like is you don't you don't see people for days or weeks if they're not like really in your degree or if you don't make you know time out for that person you don't see people you're like you're in a whole nother bubble because this is a different atmosphere of like how tests are how you have to study it's not like you know just writing a paper and then mm-hmm. turning it in you know like it's way more to do what was the exact things you had to do to uh, switch over because that's a whole nother topic I want to speak on now. You saying you coming from a public school, I'm guessing you had good grades and you know was a star pupil at a public school. Right, yeah, I was like in the IB program, like yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm smart. I mean, I was with the smart kids in high school, like I thought I really knew stuff or, you know, I was like a leader in a sense academically mm-hmm. throughout like I mean throughout all of my like education until college and it was it was different. Oh. Um, with your mind, I don't know if the world killed your real dream, but I know you're smart enough that you thought of one. What was your plan behind getting this degree, and what, what did you, what are you planning on doing with it? What is your master well, plan? Now, my theory on it is, those people flat out just attract to what they are not. They, it's like a real life movie to them to listen I don't to. Agree future. That. You don't? No. I truly believe it because I feel like I'm one of those people like. 
I love the most hoodie shit, but I'm not finna kill somebody over two hundred dollars a week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I love that shit. I love it, and I don't want to hear that classic clean cut bullshit that be on the radio. I like to hear that hood ratchet shit, but I'm the not no about sensor. that life. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I got. I disagree with that theory though. <sighs> I gotta disagree. What's your so what's your answer to it? What is, it has to be. A, I think you're an still, engineer. I still think there's still deep down some kind of like. So I did a little bit of psychology classes. That was something else that I enjoyed. Ooh, let's talk about that. It was pretty neat to see like how you know like things work, or not things. Your brain, like you know your patterns, your behavior. But mm-hmm. um, I still think there's some kind of connection. Like I just said, like I related it. Like like how you you say you like that. You know, but you're gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So, but you might have that thing of like, look, if somebody come up on me, like I'm not playing any games. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm not gonna play no games. You relate oh, yeah, to that yeah, though. Yeah, I would definitely suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you relate to what he was saying just in a different reaction. You know, like. Yeah. So I mean, it could be you know Becky and like, she never been to hood, but she likes like Future. Well, she might like still relate to them somehow in a sense, you know, like maybe by like whenever he's talking about buying those expensive shoes or something, like it's still some kind of correlation that everybody has with that song. Mm. What was the greatest lesson you learned about the human brain and how we think and how we act? Ooh, that's tough. I can't, I don't know. This day and time, phone technology, I should say phones, technology is like overpowering. Okay, we like can live that life. Like I could not have a dollar in my name or anything. I get on social media and see Soldier Boy and like mm-hmm. all these rappers and I'm living that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I can go tell you, yeah, I just bought like some Gucci flip flops because in my head, I'm like living that way. And I think a lot of people are like, and like when I look back, like people back home too, they do that. Like they're, you know, on their stories, they're in a jewelry store or whatever, you know, in a rental car every other day. But it's like, why aren't you like saving your money? Or like, you know, why aren't you doing other ways? But they're trying to live what they see on social media. Why like, is it? They just want to be in. Like they get, what's that word? The clot now? Wow. <laughs> yeah, you clot. said the wrong whole word. Oh my God. <laughs> you so disconnected. But, like, they trying to get the hype. I'm going to go back to my style. Like, they try to get the hype, you know, of, like. Yeah. Because for guys, the female's going to like them. The dude's going to, like, respect them in a sense maybe more or whatever. Or they can be like, oh, dude's hating on me and feel like they're somebody. You know, like, and think about it, That goes back to, psych- like, the psychology. Mm-hmm. Their childhoods, them not feeling, like, love maybe as a kid or getting that attention when they were a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. You're, it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of Me Blanc Amigo, and this is episode 28. Nigga, are you FBI? Underestimating a black female aeronautical engineer. Yeah, man, in this episode, this was probably my most adventurous episode, man. I uh, took a lot of risk, or I took heavy risk, took a big chance. Um, big gamble. This episode, I linked up with the engineer, uh, 
pretty much for my first away game. By away game, I mean I had to travel. And by travel, I mean I had to fucking drive. I had a four-hour drive after work, after the gym, no days off, went straight up there. Uh, got this exclusive from this female aeronautical engineer, black female aeronautical engineer. Um, from what I got from her is I truly suspect that she's CIA or FBI. One, I've never met a woman who was so comfortable around a stranger, meaning I believe she knew more about me than I thought. Or two, she had something up her sleeve the whole motherfucking time and I didn't know. Um... Yeah, two, she worked on a fucking military base, but swore she was not military. That does not make any sense, but she broke it down to where I guess it clears the waivers. I don't know, but I drove her to her work job site. It was on a military base. We had to check in, et cetera, et cetera. No bullshit. Um, three, uh, the girl was calm the whole time. Um, very articulate. It always felt like she was a couple steps ahead of me for some reason. Like, I, I truly believe this girl is CIA or FBI, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, other than that, was a dope episode. Again, I traveled to fucking Havelock, North Carolina for you motherfuckers. Y'all better appreciate this one. Um, dope. She was insightful. Told me about her background, how she grew up, how she came of age. You know, she really... Um, you really underestimate people who come off as super intelligent, super articulate, uh, you know, nerdy, however you want to put it. But really, she related more than I thought. She related more than a lot of you motherfuckers who think you cool. She knew music. She knew style. She knew what was going on in the world for her to be in such an isolated world where she earns her living. Um, other than that, you know, always dope, always A1. A1, A1, A1. I got interviews racked up now, so I'm guaranteeing you the A1s, my nigga. They're coming in, and they're not stopping no time soon. Other than that, I'm sober, so I'm talking like a motherfucker. I ain't stumbling over my words. I ain't sounding all slurred and like I don't give a fuck. I'm here today, nigga. I got time, nigga. What up, cuz? I got time today. Uh, Yeah, other than that, follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby, like, comment, subscribe, like the white girls in the valley say, Aha! I'm out. Oh, and I might be changing that intro, man. That shit getting old. I don't know. It might just be the sober me talking, but we'll see next episode. I'm out. Engineer of the century, three-time Pulitzer Prize Awards winner. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, reason I had you here today is because I always wanted to interview an engineer and a female and a black female at that. So you check all the boxes. So off rip, I just want to jump straight into it. What is it like to be a female in a male-dominated industry? Um, I think it's definitely a challenge. Uh, like going through college, people 
well, not people, males, like, when it's time for you to answer a question or when you give your opinions or, like, your answers, they always kind of look at you or, like, have to add their two cents in. They will never let you fully be correct. And just, like, in the work field, it's, you know, a man will have to add his point. Or he'll never give you the full, like, okay. You know, being, like, black, too, is still, they'll like, kind of, like, question your answer or, you know, challenge you. Mm. Now... I just want to jump straight into it. You have a degree in... Mechanical and biomedical. What did you have to go through to receive a degree like that? Seven years and a lot of loans. (laughs) Some long nights, uh, a lot of contemplating. A lot of people didn't really have faith. I mean, only people really were there, like, was close family. Mm. Um, But, like... You know, people throughout school. I mean, there's been a couple of classes when I first started off that I, you know, failed. Just the learning curve coming from a public education. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my first my freshman year, first semester was, it was rough. <laughs> like, it was kind of a slap in the face because I thought I was so smart. And so I got in class with, you know, other kids that were, you know, private schools and super smart in a sense. Yeah. And then for me, it was a challenge. Like, I had to really put in that extra effort. And, like, people kept, I mean, you know, counselors and the mentors would say, oh, you want to change majors or, you know, you want to do just math or, you know. There's a lot of, like, doubt with the process. What was the exact things you had to do to uh, switch over? Because that's a whole nother topic I want to speak on now. You saying you coming from a public school, I'm guessing you had good grades and, you know, was a star pupil at a public school. Right, yeah. I was, like, in the IB program. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm smart. I mean, I was with the smart kids in high school. Like, I thought I really knew stuff or, you know, I was, like, a leader in a sense academically mm-hmm. throughout, like, I mean, throughout all of my, like, education until college and it was... It was different. Um, what was, like, I just want one example of what was one of the things you had to do to adjust with these private school kids. Or tell me some of the things they did in school that were beneficial as far as compared to public school. Um, I mean, a lot of them, they, they had the study technique, I guess. For me, I thought, you know, I read something or whatever that I just knew how to do. I mean, that's how it was kind of to me, like, in high school. If you do a couple problems, you do your homework, oh, you know the stuff. But, like, these kids knew, like, theory and, like, in-depth, like, things about the topics. The knowledge. Yeah, and, like, we weren't, well, I wasn't, like, trained that way throughout high school. It was just kind of, okay, here's some problems, how you do it, solve it. We didn't really know the theory, or I didn't get the theory out of a lot of stuff. Okay, I get what you're saying now. I want to stay on high school and public school for you. Being that you were an advanced kid, I always admired y'all growing up. Because I was never that. (laughs) My cumulative was a (laughs) 1-6. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hilarious, right? Yeah. Um... What was life like for you? What school did you go to being that advanced? So, I went to Hardin. Uh, the hood. Yeah, okay, <laughs> shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
came out 11. I was in the IB program. Um, that was like the main reason for going. Because uh, initially I wanted to go to uh, Charlotte Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a friend of my godmother was basically going to sponsor me to go. But then my mom wanted me to go to Hardin because that's like a tradition. Like all, everybody went there in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like I was forced to go. You know, they want to. But at that point, Hardin was IB school. So it was kind of like a thing of it just wasn't. It wasn't as bad, you know, it was, or it was a little bit more advanced in academics and, you know, some other, like my homeschool. I don't know. I, I don't remember what my homeschool was, but it was more advanced than what my homeschool would have been. Mm. What was your homeschool? I don't I think maybe it would have been like West Map or something. <laughs> Somewhere over there. God bless you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now for people with kids and people with children. Can you explain to them some of the things your parents did for you as a little kid that you can reflect back on and see as beneficial to you? Um, so I was mainly raised by my grandmother. So I guess you can say that's like a mom, but um, she just pretty much like showed me things of like where you can be or like she never like questioned or doubted like my abilities as a kid, you know. I said I wanted to be like a WNBA player. And she was like, you know, yeah, you can do it. Like, I mean, she just never doubted. Even if she may, she may have known the, known the statistics of like, oh, it's like one in a million. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. she never said, well, you know, that's like a hard thing to do. She was just like, for anything, like whatever I did, she was all for it, like supportive, I guess. And like when it came to college, to like preparing for college, like she made sure that I. I mean, I did the practice test for SATs and stuff, but she made sure that I got, like, the extra tutoring and, like, you know, get me there for the tutoring to get the higher scores on those tests. And Mm. she just was there all around, like, supportive. Looking back in hindsight, all those tests, all that stuff you studied for, all that learning that you cramped in, was it worth it? It was. Because, like... When I see stuff, like, even to this day, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I learned that. Now, I'm not, I might not remember, like, in depth, like, of, you know, like, how to solve that problem. But I'm sure if I, like, looked at it more or just, like, pulled out an old textbook or something, mm-hmm. I could do it. Like, and it's just amazing what the mind can hold. Because you, like you said, you cram it in. And, but it's still there, though. Yeah. Like, to a certain degree. Depending on how, like, how you crammed it. It, you know, if you crammed it and you learn like a little bit more in detail, then like you're, you're gonna remember it'll, it'll click. Mm. Last youth question, and we're gonna close out your youth. Mm-hmm. What was your social life like in high school? Um, so I did sports pretty much. That was like, I was always around like people for like sports teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played basketball and softball. Eventually just went down just to softball, but um, it was either with, like, friends doing homework or, like, you know, after school was on the phone, like, homework or whatever, like, getting, you know, answers. At that point, we used to always share answers. You know, like, you split up the work. Uh, So it was pretty much after school, do my sports practices, come in, like, do the IB stuff, like, that, like, which was a challenge because, like, stay after school, do your sports, and then... A lot of people weren't 
in those kind of classes, so they didn't have to study, you know, after class or I mean after school kind of thing. Mm. So it was the sports practice and then studying pretty much. So you was a busy little girl, mm. getting your education on. Um, all right, so let's get straight into it. Biomechanical engineering. Did I say it right? Yeah, well, it's two. It's two different degrees. How do you say it? Well, it's like mechanical, and then there's biomedical. So I did both. Sheesh. What is this? What are we talking about? Like, when I say I make beats, I say I can lay down a track, and you're going to hear a sound pattern that's going to sound like music. What is this that we're talking about? So the mechanical side is more... I mean, it's just mechanics on, like, how things work, pretty much. The math of the understanding the theory of how, like, things move, how they work, like, how they go together. You know, you put these four tires on a car, and they roll, like, it rolls that car. Like, how does that work? Well, you got to add in, you know, like, all the different components. It's just putting things together to get one system to run in a sense. Uh. And then the biomed part is pretty much the mechanical but for the body so like just learning like your strains on the body you know uh like like how the body like what the body is made up of, like made up of um mm. medicine it's more just health with your body but you add like equipment too so like that includes like surgeries like prosthetics and things like that all right what inspired you to get into this field so yeah, it goes, it's like weird. My high school, like, pretty much led me to, like, where I'm at. But I did the senior exit, um, whatever, like, I think the senior exit was called. And I did my project on um, lupus, like, making it aware. So my aunt has this disease called lupus. Mm -hmm. And, like, nobody really, well, back then, like, nobody heard about it. Like, my friend is up, nobody ever knew. And so I said, I want to, like, make this, like, a thing. Yeah. And so pretty much did my senior exit about it. And then when I was looking at colleges, I knew that, like, you know, math and science were my strengths. And I was like, well, I want to do something in the medical field, but I don't, like, I have a weak stomach, so I don't want to actually do the surgery or, you know, like, see the people in pain, but I want to help people. And so they were like, oh, like, there's, you know, the bio kind of part of it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then that's whenever I started with the biomed. Mm. Um, I'm kind of lost still about exactly what it is this degree does, but I do understand that you take a lot of time in pursuing it. Where has this led you with this degree? Um, I feel like, well, it's led me to a job yeah. first. Um, <laughs> and I feel like most importantly, just like an accomplishment, honestly, like a personal growth when I look back from a little kid, you know, like I would never assume I would have like this degree and as well like a job straight like coming straight out of college mm -hmm. and then like what I do like that's just and that's it's awesome to be able to do that like at this age yeah so how connected are you actually allowed to be with a degree like this that took up so much time to pursue what do you mean connected like I asked you earlier did you know a few people from Instagram that I felt like you should have known. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So tell me how disconnected you are. Like, how much time do you actually have for a social life? Social media, go out yeah. and socialize and all that. So college definitely didn't allow me <coughs> to, like, have that full social life. Mm, really? For the first, the first few years, I mean, probably like the first three years, <laughs> like, weren't much social. It was, you know, like, social with my roommates and, you know, people that were in my classes because we had to be together to study, like... When you do engineering, it's a whole nother world. Like people don't understand that. Mm. Like it's you don't you don't see people for days or weeks if they're not like really in your degree or if you don't make you know time out for that person, you don't see people. You're like you're in a whole nother bubble because this is a different atmosphere of like how tests are, how you have to study. It's not like you know just writing a paper and then mm-hmm. turning it. In. You know like it's way more to do. Like not saying the degrees aren't like good. I'm just saying it's a different. Like approach you have to take with it no, so it, it definitely took me away for a while and then as i got into the later classes you know when things are kind of like you get the hang of it and you get the flow mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay cool like you know some weekends you can like or you you balance out okay i'll take these days off and mm-hmm. do nothing you know but then the next days i'm gonna have to like you know go overtime in a sense we're catching up now you work for the cia I do not. <laughs> or the FBI. That. One of the two. I don't. <laughs> um, can, can you speak on um, a little bit about one of the, this job? Yeah, so... Without getting assassinated? Yeah. So basically, um, so, I, so there's military aircraft. So I specifically work with uh, V-22, and I've worked on the VH-92, which is the presidential helicopter, which will be coming out soon. Presidential? Um, yeah. What what is, uh, what is the uh, detail okay. specs on it? There we go. So we can't talk about specs, but oh, it's the... Oh, it's such a boundaries. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's just a helicopter that they're, the newer one that will be um, used by the president probably the next term. Damn. So. So yeah, so I worked on the I worked on the subsystems area with that, which was pretty much the systems that are within the helicopter. Um, I worked on like a lot of tubes. So uh, for since the, that aircraft still isn't you know up and running, mm-hmm. uh, or it's not out yet, it's running, but it's just not you know used yet. I pretty much would write and edit, review, submit. Um, like instructions that the actual mechanics would use to like if they had an issue with like whatever you know like system I was doing. Mm. So how long you been working at this job? Uh, eighteen months in March. What was you been on this same assignment the whole time? Well, so it's I did six months there and then it's a year like at the other aircraft, the V twenty two. Same you know company but just different aircraft. What was your most um impressive or just dope as experience experience and building or interacting with a project um i guess your most memorable project yeah i mean there's like a couple there's like two for sure uh one is like there i can't remember where it was that i want to say it was in japan but mm. it was you've been to japan no 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 i didn't go there oh. it was okinawa i think yeah so they came an issue, the issue that came in, and they were like, hey, 
here's this issue, blah, blah, you take a look at it, how you want to go with it. And to be like, you know, that young and with not much experience and somebody say, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool for me to have that freedom of, and then also like liability in my hand, you know, that these Marines can like get back to where they need to, you know, get back home in a sense. So, mm. um, I mean, I did my research, came with a proposal, you know, showed it to the senior engineer and, you know, they gave feedback or whatever. And then I was able to send back the request on what they should do, you know, to make sure that they're good. And uh, it was just pretty neat just to actually, like, directly talk with, like, a Marine squadron. Um, you know, make sure that they're good. Like, these people have families that they want to go back to. Right. Like, it's kind of like we're telling them, okay, yeah, you're good or no, you're not. You know, but, like, we have to make the right call. And, like, in a timely manner, you know, we can't take forever because they, they got to get out. You know, they got to <laughs> come back. Right. Um. So you're working on planes, you're presenting projects. Um, you as a female, or as just a young black kid, like just I know how it is as a young black kid growing up. Like what does like does this blow your mind every day to be involved in this field? It does. Sometimes I forget. I get caught up in the moment, and I'm just like like when, like for instance, social media. Like I can't get on there as much, or mm. I don't want to. Cause I look at other people and I'm like, oh, like they, they do this with their job. Oh, that's like cool. Oh, they go to, like, you know, these different places with their jobs and this is like what they're doing. But then like a lot of times, like specifically like the last few months, I've taken a lot of time to just sit and appreciate like what I'm doing and that my job is just as important as anybody else's. And like, mm. yeah, like I sometimes I feel like I'm not growing, but at the same time, like I am growing. I just don't realize it. Okay. You know, every day, like, something comes up, I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing. Uh, being on the base as an FBI agent. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm throwing that. that shit on you. Because I know you are. I'm not. Um, I was on there today with you, and it was just a crazy experience. Because I'd never been on the base in my life. That shit is a fucking city world of its own. For sure. Uh, was this job the first time you've been on the base? Yes. I think I went like on when I was little, but it was, I mean, I didn't remember. Um, are there future plans of you enrolling into the military? I don't think enrolling in the military. I would want to like further my education with aircraft because I don't really have... I mean, I'm on more on the mechanical side, but I would definitely want to further my my love of education for like aircraft specifically. Okay, so. But no, no mil- no active duty or anything. I got a good question. With your mind, I don't know if the world killed your real dream, but I know you're smart enough that you thought of one. What was your plan behind getting this degree, and what what did you what are you planning on doing with it? What is your well, master plan? It was ultimately to to work more with lupus, like the lupus found. Like I wanted to work with Lupus Foundation, be like in a lab, like working with this disease, because I mean it's so unknown. Like now it's a little bit more known, but it's still 
confused a lot like with uh ms which is like how do you just say how do you confuse it but i would like to be part of you know the research on figuring out why they confuse this you know disease or mm. and just helping like they, there's no real like they have like things out that can kind of help you know like calm the flare-ups down in a sense but it's still just a lot of question marks i mean with like every disease but since it's so close to like the family it's kind of like i really wanted to do something more with that do you um are you doing things on the side to get towards that no that's what i'm gonna do like so i plan on next year starting back in school or basically figuring out what i'm gonna do i feel like there's so much more to learn and i'm not done with school i just need to you know get a job and yeah, school for a little bit, but yeah. I feel like right the next like year I've I pretty much like done this plan to try to get myself to um to like figure out what I want. Like it's funny you ask that though, because I literally have been contemplating for the last like few months on what is it that I want to do. And like I reached another engineer that I know in California, mm-hmm. and we were like talking about it, and I mean he was just saying like you know like continue to network you know like kind of like have those other options but like don't move too quickly but also don't stop your dream you know like so it made me think i mean it kind of like relaxed me a little bit okay like cool i'm not just sitting still but also need to kind of like really think what i want to do yeah um damn i had a good ass question i lost it that shit is not coming back (laughs) oh you spoke more on the, uh, damn, what the hell did I just ask you? Like, I'm completely gone. You asked me about my dreams. Yeah. Right. Your dreams and chasing them and, yeah, your master plan and you working towards them. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, are you planning on staying in North Carolina? I don't. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not opposed to, to moving. Or, I mean, moving, like, five hours away from, like, hometown, that's already, like, a huge stretch. So, I don't see why I would limit myself to only North Carolina if I can handle, you know, this, in a sense. If it's going to be a better opportunity or even if it's what I truly want to do, mm. I'm not going to let it, you know, hold me back. And where where has this opportunity taken you within this world? Like, where was the furthest this opportunity within engineering taking you in this world? Wait, right now? Period. Like, a field trip, a vacation, or a job trip or something. Um, I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, I mean, we, we've done job trips. We've, we've gone to Texas. Uh, I've been able to, like, travel different areas like by myself in a sense you know not depending on you know like uh what's those things you give me a college how you get your your refund checks <laughs> so like i mean i had to wait for each semester for my refund check to like go somewhere um and it just gave me an opportunity i guess to to grow up i feel like more not even like about going places but to grow up to budget to see like what i'm gonna do in the next you know like five years when i <coughs> I don't know, just maybe look at the bigger picture about life. It's not even about mm. going places right now. Like, yeah, like, I plan on, like, going somewhere this year, like, 
But it's not even about that. It's about how it's setting me up right now to do, like, in a couple of years, to basically be able to say, oh, I'm going to move somewhere, and I have this amount saved up, and I really don't even need a job. You know, or, like, yeah. I'll be okay. Give me your whitest song you've ever liked. <laughs> whitest song? Yeah, you look like you like some old Blink-182 Green Day shit. I really don't. It's like I, I'll listen to certain music, but I'm really not. Like, it's crazy. Growing up, if what I, was your biggest one? Britney Spears? I, no. Christina? I didn't listen to that. Like, I really listened to, like, like Boosie. Like, I had, like, Boosie <laughs> Badass. Like, I listened to that. It's funny. Like, my best friend, we literally, like, if you see us, you would never think we would listen to what we listen to. Like, whenever we first got our cars, like, in high school, we had the, you know, CDs at that point. You know, you had them in the car. Like, we literally had all the features, um, the Gucci, uh, like, the trap houses, all of the, like, those, like, when I hear those songs now, it's just, like, it takes me back. But it's not, like, a white, I listen to, like, some low-key hood stuff. <laughs> That's crazy you say that because, um, I've had that theory that some of the smarter people, more advanced people, the nerds of the world that show that they're highly up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they flourish. They really do love ratchet shit. Yeah. Um, I felt like, like, for, like, for instance, like, Future. And even, well, Drake is my favorite, though. I, how could I forget Drake? I've always listened to Drake, like, since forever. Yeah. And, like, a lot of those songs, I mean, he's a little bit more mellow, but a lot of those songs get so deep that, like, when I used to be studying, it was, like, Make, like it made me want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> it gave me that like that drive. Like, okay, yeah, like I can get that nice car. You know, I can. Oh yeah. I can do this. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. really made me feel like I do that. And like Inspired with. You. Yeah, like with even like some of the future songs. Like, I wasn't doing what he was doing. You know, the lean and like all that kind. Of, like, I didn't live that lifestyle. But some of the songs, like some of the lyrics he had, you know, like, even Big Sean, how he would say like. Oh man. Um. What was that one? What happened to Big Sean? I don't know. <laughs> like, he's, he's like modeling or something. like traveling. Uh, but um, it was that one song where he said, I think it was his little, something about his cousin graduated. Can't believe he graduated. Threw his ass $20,000. So his ass, congratulations. You remember that lyric? Never heard of it. It's called, I don't know what that, Burn. Meek nice, Mill and uh, like, it was a whole bunch of them. But there's like a few songs like, like those that like that lyrics brings out to me. Uh, the Big Sean ten to ten. I woke I woke up working like a Mexican ten to ten. It's like that stuff used to like really get me up in the morning and like <laughs> make me like study or like when I was tired. You know, you put that song on, you study and you like, oh I got this. Like, you know, it just it takes a whole level. Which I never worked like a slave, but <laughs> it just made me feel like okay, cool. Like let me let me get my life together. What's, but what's your theory on why the brightest people attract to the most hoodest music? Like, they have a taste for it. I, I have an answer. I just want to know what's your theory on it. I don't know. Like, I really think it's per person. And we can relate to a certain degree. Like, yeah, I didn't, you know, miss meals or, like, have it hard as a kid. But it was still, like, when I look at, you know, the TV or you look at, like... I don't know, like, you look at other people that had it easier than you. You say, like, I want that. You know what I mean? I didn't have it hard, but in a sense, 
I knew that like I wanted more, you know, like why I didn't have what some other people had. Now my theory on it is those people flat out just attract to what they are not. They it's like a real life movie to them to listen to future. You don't? No. I truly believe it because I feel like I'm one of those people like I love the most hooded shit but I'm not finna kill somebody over $200 a week Correct. you know what I'm saying like but I love that shit I love it and I don't want to hear that classic clean cut bullshit that be on the radio I like to hear that hood ratchet shit but I'm the not no about censor. that life correct yeah I mean I don't know I got I disagree with that theory though <sighs> I gotta disagree what should so what's your answer to it? What is, it has to be. A, I think you're an still, engineer. I still think there's still deep down some kind of like. So I did a little bit of psychology classes. That was something else that I enjoyed. Ooh, let's talk about that. It was pretty neat to see like how, you know, like things work, or not things. Your brain, like you know, your patterns, your behavior. But mm-hmm. um, I still think there's some kind of connection. Like I just said, like I related it. Like like how you you say you like that. You know, but you're gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So, but you might have that thing of like, look, if somebody come up on me, like I'm not playing any games. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm not gonna play no games. You relate oh, yeah, to that yeah, though. Yeah, I would definitely suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you relate to what he was saying just in a different reaction. You know, like yeah. So I mean, it could be you know Becky and like she never been to hood, but she likes like Future. Well, she might like still relate to them somehow in a sense, you know, like maybe by like whenever he's talking about buying those expensive shoes or something, like it's still some kind of correlation that everybody has with that song. Mm. Um, give me one second. You said something that just caught my attention. You said that you took a psychology class. I love having conversations like this. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you paid attention in class, so this is going to be dope. What are some of the things you learned in psychology? I mean, (laughs) you have to be more specific. I mean, it's a lot that you learn. What are some of the lessons? Like, I I didn't even pay attention in school, but I remember some of my favorite lessons I walked away with. You really got, like, I can't, like, think on top of my head. Um, It was just unique about, like, for me, it was just more so behaviors. Like, I mean, yeah, I understood, like, like how the brain works, you know, like, different, like, theories, you know, with the brain, like, that, that was just, like, okay, cool, everybody learns that, but I felt like learning the behaviors behind people, like, was really cool, and when I sat and I, like, realized that, like, we act ways because of what we see, or, you know, like, that kind of thing, it made me, like, kind of change, like, my perspective on people and... Mm. Like myself, you know, like it just made me like think deeper. What was the greatest lesson you learned about the human brain and how we think and how we act? Ooh, that's tough. I can't, I don't know. It's just like, I'm trying to think. The way we act on social media, the way we try to impress people. I mean, like, I can I talk about, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, that, I mean, I can definitely talk about, I mean, social media, like, I've gone, so, for instance, like, so, phones, this day and time, phone, technology, I should say phones, technology, is mm-hmm. like, overpowering, 
okay, we like can live that life. Like I could not have a dollar in my name or anything. I get on social media and see Soldier Boy and like mm-hmm. all these rappers and I'm living that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I can go yeah. tell you, yeah, I just bought like some Gucci flip flops because in my head I'm like living that way. And I think a lot of people are like, and like when I look back, like people back home too, they do that. Like they're, you know, on their stories, they're in a jewelry store or whatever, you know, in a rental car every other day. But it's like, why aren't you like saving your money? You're like, you know, why aren't you doing other ways? But they're trying to live what they see on social media. Why like, is that? They just want to be in. Like they get, what's that word? The clot now? Well, <laughs> yeah, you clot. said the wrong whole word. Oh my God. You so disconnected. But like, they trying to get the hype. I'm going to go back to my style. Like they try to get the hype, you know, of like, yeah. Cause guys the females gonna like them the dudes gonna like respect them in a sense maybe more or whatever or they can be like oh dudes hating on me and feel like they're somebody you know like and think about it, that goes back to psych- like the psychology mm-hmm. their childhoods them not feeling like love maybe as a kid or getting that attention when they were a kid you know what I mean mm-hmm. like or them not having exposure to okay it's not all about drug money like jewelry and like mm-hmm. expensive stuff it's about you know like what makes you happy, not the outside. Like, it, it's like a lot of people that see this stuff, social media, whatever, the world, and they want to just live up to those people where it's like, we can't do that. And I, like, low key, I used to be that way. I mean, I said, oh yeah, I want to, like, you know, this big house. I'm going to have this big house, this, you know, nice car. So as soon as I get to college, like, I'm balling, you know? Mm-hmm. And reality hit, when you get your first job, it's like, Nah, like, you can't get that, you know... You better make the right decisions because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be crucial. Right, like, you can't just go out there and get these nice things and still live too comfortably. Like, yeah. it's not possible, but the world, the movies, the TV, all that stuff makes you think, yeah. oh, you know, you get your education, you get, you know, your job, you stay focused, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's not that easy. Like, it can take years before you get your, like, your decent, a decent car that you might, like, maybe one you know what i mean like sad if you do it the right way i mean you do it the wrong way of course it's not gonna last forever anyway but um now you gave me your educated opinion on (laughs) why um people seek attention but i want to know your gut feeling on why people seek attention because that is a, a crucial statement that you said that people do seek attention why is that i think it's just so they can like feel that like love in a sense like that that like oh somebody's paying me attention oh somebody's hit my inbox you know like mm-hmm. think about it like people are posting certain things so that, like they know certain people are gonna see it you know what i mean too like you know oh like this person following me or they're gonna see this or let me show people like what I'm doing we're not doing stuff for ourselves anymore we're doing it for oh if I post this exactly like it's not it's not for itself anymore do you think this came as like we've been conditioned to this point or this was a natural progression I feel like as an engineer you should have these answers (laughs) you got a lot of faith in me like y'all calculate how that um, pillow. You cal- y'all calculate how that pillow's sitting on that bed right now. <laughs> With gravity, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I kind of want to say that's the mixture of both. I feel like I don't really have a too strong opinion on it. Um, but I, I mean, I can say it's like it happened, like it progressed over time because that's how everything in the world is. Like you, you know, we started off with what like CDs in a sense. Now there's no CD players in a lot of cars. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like people in a sense weirdly like engineers like kind of plan this stuff out like yeah we don't plan how like it'll affect the people but like you know with the social media and all these different things how they're doing different stuff they're working every day to like figure out how to make it easier to get us on this stuff and Mm -hmm. to like get tapped in there they don't know how it's gonna really affect it yeah affect us but it does so like i low-key think it's kind of like planned out and it's just it's gonna keep getting worse or like cause that's just how they have it going you know that they keep getting better with technology but it's a downfall with you know like yeah closing out as a little girl somewhere in this world little boy somewhere in this world I was gonna say black but (laughs) I'm gonna keep it universal cause it's little kids little kids are innocent no colors no judging when kids at a certain age it's a cut off <laughs> um, they looking at you they look up to you years from now you're going to be making an ass of money somehow some way I don't even know how I but I know you are what do you tell them if they want to get in this field the good yeah. the bad the ugly the nights you cried, you look like you yeah. cried on a few nights. I didn't cry, but there's many nights I didn't sleep, and I just thought, like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like, like, I doubted myself too at a point, you know. But you get so deep into it that you say you can't turn around. So, I guess the bad part, like, it's gonna be some rough nights. There's gonna be nights where you don't sleep. There's gonna be plenty of tests that you may fail, but it doesn't mean like you're not smart or you're not a good person or you didn't try you know what I mean like you just gotta put that like hundred like fifty percent in you know like just don't don't let little stuff discourage you or like other people uh the good is just enjoy it like make sure to get like with the busy schedule make sure you get your time for yourself if that's like you know exercising or you know, like, just going out like your friends. Like, I mean, they can still be engineer friends or whatever, but just make sure you are healthy, like, mentally. Um, throughout college, I didn't really realize how important that was until I actually got in the workforce. And I started taking days off, like, for mental health in a sense, like, to say, oh, let me just take a day to, like, relax, you know, do nothing or go do something for myself, even if that's, like, walking outside, you know, like, just make sure you are healthy so that you can, you know, like, succeed. Yes. We don't do that enough. Agree. Like. Take care of yourself before you go working 18-hour shifts and shit. Yeah. Um, you didn't give no goods. You I did give a good. sad. I did. I gave a good. I said this. What did I say? I you forgot. don't even remember. I forgot. So, the good is that you're going to meet some, like, really cool people along the way. Like, and if you stay connected, which is definitely important to, like, you know, professors or, like, your friends, just network, people in school. Like, kind of step out of that bubble. I know a lot of engineers are introverts, like, which I am, in a sense, too. 
depending on who I'm around. Huh? I said I should have been an engineer. Yeah. Like, a lot of engineers are introverts. And it's, like, so weird when you get around, like, a whole bunch of engineers. Because it's just, like, awkwardness, like, over the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's so weird. But just, like, step outside of that comfort zone and network with people. Like, I have friends from college who aren't even engineers. Some of them are, but who I don't have to talk to them every day or every month. I mean, it's like months in between, but we'll still pick up. And it's like a true bond that you can't replace. So make mm. sure you're not just stuck in the books. Like, enjoy enjoy the ride. You know, like, yeah, it's hard, but enjoy mm. it. Because when you look back, you're going to have a lot of cool memories. Mm. All right. No, supposed to be the last question, but I came up with a question. Last question. <clears throat> you helped shape the world for what it is. What can you foresee coming for the world that is going to <coughs> benefit it times a trillion? And that'll do it for episode 28. Nigga, are you FBI? underestimating a black female aeronautical engineer <laughs> y'all should have saw my neck motion when i said that shit but anyway i want to thank every last one of you motherfuckers who made it to this point without pressing stop pause fast forward restart whatever the fuck you did did not fuck up the vibes because all 2019 i hear corny cool niggas say vibes and corny cool bitches highlight vibes so i guess that's what we on this year vibes so i appreciate everybody vibing out once again i need y'all to click on my instagram page and r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y again that's r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y that's right hit that vibe button i guess it's still follow but shit we gonna call it the vibe button hit that vibe button and like always, like always, like always, again, I appreciate you listening, but most importantly and most motherfucking importantly again, I'm going to say it twice, like, comment, subscribe, like the white girls in the motherfucking valley say. <laughs> See y'all next time. I'm out. <laughs>